This is the Infatuation Podcast, where I get together with a few friends to talk about Asian things and Asian people that we love. This is Curtis, and on today's episode, we'll be talking about TV, more specifically, Asian sitcoms. Welcome to episode number 15 of the Infatuation Podcast. Today, we're talking about a format that is quintessentially American, I think. Uh, it's pretty much as old as television itself. It is the situation comedy or sitcoms. We might talk about other shows too, but that's kind of our focus today. And coming along for the ride today are two very special guests. Let's start with <laughs> my longtime friend. Who, uh, honestly, we don't talk enough. Uh, it is We bumped into each other at the zoo a couple years ago, and other than that, it's all online. But uh, I guess we're just too busy raising kids, Mel. I don't know. What, what are we doing with ourselves here? <laughs> it's been a while. But we met in high school. Actually, we didn't. Did we actually meet in high school? I don't no, think. you were too cool for me in high oh. school. <laughs> yeah, please. I was a lowly freshman. That's right. Yeah. But then, uh, then you came up along into college with our friend Liz, and we hung out in college. And then you were actually... One of my movie buddies for a while. I don't know if you remember that era. Do you remember that era? We used to go see movies. Together. Yeah, I think we. Yeah, we we went to see um, plays in. We would remember we drove down to San Francisco. True. And watched um, Warrior Woman. Was it Woman Warrior? Yeah. Woman Warrior. Yeah. Yes, that one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, oh, you've heard her voice now, but let's introduce you to Melanie. What's up, Mel? Hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, I was trying to think, who who can I talk TV with? And I was thinking, yeah, Mel watches a lot of TV. That's right. <laughs> That's what I have to do. All right. And our, our big time celebrity, uh, you are the biggest celebrity we've ever had on this show. <laughs> what does that say? What does that say? Oh, about dear. Us? Oh, no. Well, that's, that's, um, I'm very sorry for you. No, no. You know, you know when, you, when you've got over 80 acting credits on IMDb, you're someone, man. You're someone. So uh, he's got too many shows to mention. But actually, just this week, I believe, we had a drop of uh, one of Theo's credits. He did some voice work on Marvel's animated show, Hit Monkey. That's right, on Hulu. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So everybody go check that out. He's appeared in The Affair, Jane the Virgin, New Girl. So many shows. So many shows. He's actually uh, carving out a nice little niche for yourself doing voiceovers now, yeah? Is that kind of a lot of your work lately? Uh, yeah, well, certainly uh, this past year when we were all stuck at home. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the only work available. But, works, uh, yeah. yeah, very fortunate to uh, to be able to do that. Um, but yes. yeah. Should, should I drop your number one claim to fame with Asian teenagers? <laughs> I, right. I don't I mean, well, uh, Let's do it. All right, so... <laughs> You might know right now the voice you're hearing is none other than the voice of Zenyatta on Overwatch, <laughs> which I know nothing about. Do you know anything? About <laughs> I probably know even less than you. So I work with teenagers. Everyone knows I'm a high school teacher, so I work with teenagers. And every so often, just to get some street cred, I'll say, oh, by the way, <laughs> I I went to high school with the voice of Zenyatta. So... Uh, <laughs> And uh, Mel, actually, uh, Theo did me a, a solid one time. Uh, I had a kid, and she grad not my kid, but a student, and she graduated and went down to UC San Diego, and they were running a little, uh, I don't know what it was, a UC San Diego video, video game club conference or something like that. Ooh. Right. Yeah. So uh, they had a, an eSports team, which, yeah. is, uh, which is a thing now. It's a thing. You know, it's eSports are... Uh, and uh, and I said, well, I, I know the voice of Zenyatta. She like she literally wet her pants. I think she had to go change her pants. And, and I was like, you know, I could I could shoot him an email. Maybe he'll show up. You know, he, he works for he works for food, right? So, so I said, I, I emailed Theo. I said, hey, you know, I, I, this is a long shot, but would you be willing to drive to San Diego and uh, help one of my students out? And he did, and they were freaking out. <laughs> It, well, you know, it was, uh, I think that was probably kind of at the, just the beginning or kind of the height of, uh, the, the Overwatch, um, popularity and, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was a nice, um, 
drive down to San Diego. We, I think we'd spent the night before and, and um, I uh, convinced uh, another one of my castmates, uh, Josh Petersdorf, he uh, plays a character called road hog. Uh, and we showed up and um, <laughs> yeah, you know, screaming uh, fans, throwing, throwing <laughs> the comic books at you and stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it, it, do you remember um, galaxy quest? Do you remember that movie? Yeah, yeah. It was like it was like kind of like about Star Trek, but not like a parody, Star Trek. Yeah. yeah. And uh and and that was my my experience with conventions and that kind of thing had been fairly limited uh prior to uh to this. And uh I I always thought of a uh, Galaxy Quest whenever I, I um <laughs> That one fella, uh, Alan Rickman's character, uh, he was, uh, I guess, supposed to be like, you know, Letter Nimoy doing Spock. And he was so sick of uh, having to say his, like, his catchphrase, you know, yeah. it's like, by Grapthor's hammer, I, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, if I had ever thought that, like, I would be saying, like, the same two words, like, for the red, but, you know, there are worse fates to, to have, really. So, you know, I, I, it's, uh, it, it's, it's fine. It's all good. It's, uh, and, uh, you know, it, it's it's nice when you can bring a smile to someone's face just by, uh, you know, something that you, yeah, yeah. you know, some job you did. So it's. Uh, but you know what? I, I think I think I think huge fame is coming your way. Feel I, I feel <laughs> <definitely>. I feel <laughs> you know what? Because the, the ironic thing is, I remember like in your 20s and 30s and you're looking, you're dieting all the time and working out all the time. Sure, sure. Trying sure, to be yeah. the leading male. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then then you hit 40, you know, and you kind of got the dad bod and you've been getting more roles. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you know, I mean, it, it is funny that you mentioned that. And, and you know, it's uh, even when I was younger i felt like i never really uh played young or like conveyed i, I never had that that kind of uh i guess it's cw now or like the, the wb that that kind of essence yeah, yeah um and so i was never going to be on like riverdale or you know i right. guess that's the show now right um but uh I, so i, I was kind of knew yeah it'd probably take a little while and so yeah when the the, the salt and pepper started coming in uh pretty hard i i yeah it's true i will say the last few years or so i've probably worked more uh than i had previously and and then you know and it's yeah it's exactly it's a lot of uh play a lot of sad dads i don't know why specifically <laughs> sad but it's like you know my daughter she ran away oh she's on drugs oh it's like it's always it's something sad like oh no never the jolly yeah no it just for some reason i convey like failed do <laughs> you think it's 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 your age or that casting directors are more open to like a colorblind casting. I think you know it's a combination of things. Yeah, certainly. Um, but like I always think of uh, you know like uh, George Clooney. You know, if you remember like Clooney back way back, like he used he was like on like The Facts of Life. Or like Roseanne or something, but it was like he had like this weird mullet. It was like this kind of like who you know who's this guy you know. But it wasn't until it was like the timing was right that he like kind of aged into that like oh okay yeah that's George Clooney you know yeah, yeah. and not this kind of weird you know and and uh, you know not that um I'm comparing myself to Clooney or anything yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no. but you know but I think you know timing and like it's it's a uh, it's a combination of factors you know right. like kind of coming together um, and certainly yes you know for uh, for for Asian actors. Uh, it, yeah, I mean it's a pretty good time now. I, I would, you know, I mean obviously it's uh, still not great, but you know things it's are better. You know, they're getting better. You know, they're yeah. getting better. So yeah, you, know. you can you can eat, you can you can pay your rent. <laughs> but uh, yeah, actually, I haven't even formally introduced you. We got Theodore Chin, everybody. Oh yeah, oh yes. Hello. <laughs> uh, we went to high school together, uh, the three of us, and um, also with. Uh, Jamie Chung, right? Jamie Chung, low high grad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think she was. I think uh, she was like ninety four or ninety six. Oh, was she? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or maybe it's 06. Who knows? <laughs> it probably is 06. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey, we're still behind Benjamin Bratt though, and Carol yeah. Channing. <laughs> Benjamin Bratt, yeah. Bill Bixby, those are the yeah the big um, names of a yeah little high entertainment there. Mm-hmm. Lemony Snicket is a name right, I like right. to drop. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, all right. So, uh, welcome, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, that's gonna be fun. We're gonna walk our way through a couple shows, and we got some more insider questions for few for those of us out there who've been wondering <laughs> what it's like to be a huge Hollywood star. <laughs> hey, I, I have some friends I can ask about. <laughs> yeah. You've played a Hollywood star before. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've played them on TV. Yes. But, uh... 
All right. So, um, how do you actually become an actor? Like, how does this? How does this happen? Like, if you if you talk to your twenty year old, so this is Mel's question. We were supposed to work it in organically into the the conversation. Remember? So smooth, right? <laughs> by the by, Theo. No, that's uh, yes. that was. Uh, I'm a professional. I'm not a professional here. We're that was a great segue. Just gotta ease right into it. Um, you know, I was actually uh, doing another podcast uh, earlier um, this month and uh, kind of talking about that. Yeah, like, oh, so how did you get into this kind of thing? And um, there were, uh, I listened back to it a, a little bit later and, and I realized there were so many references to um, submitting uh, via uh, these publications that they used to have like uh, yeah. Backstage West yeah. or, or Dramalog or in the Bay Area was called board. Right. And it's like printed <laughs> yeah. like magazines you would pick up that would have listings for audition. And, and I realized like, oh my God, these people, you know, these kids listen they're like, just what is this guy talking about? <laughs> like, this is like, Said, just go and die, old man. Like, what are you? This is not helpful to me. Uh, you fetched an owl. Yeah, exactly. It just, um, you know, uh, yeah. So, um, well, let's see. If okay, I guess and this is presumably for uh, the, the youngsters out there who might have a up and coming. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I, I would definitely say just um, you know start acting like or taking classes. Uh, Certainly, um, you know, whether that be at, you know, at your high school or or um, or doing like, you know, local theater productions or that kind of thing. Um, and then as far as the uh, the, the business side of it, um, at some point, you'll you know have to secure an agent and and they'll start uh, sending you out on auditions. And uh, and that can be um, difficult, depending on, um, you know, uh I guess your your type or uh you know who you know and that kind of thing but uh but yeah I mean you know I, I think like anything you just you just start doing it and you start you know uh training for it and and, and working on it um yeah I don't know if that's uh, like particularly <laughs> no, unhelpful I but uh, I mean like I could like I could tell you my journey but again it's a bit riddled with these like oh and I, you know you have a Thomas guide and you look you're like what is this you guy talking about man. you know and you would drive around and like drop off your headshot <laughs> it's like what yeah you know because like yeah I used to for years, I would you know go to like Kinko's, uh -huh. uh, which was a place <laughs> where you that. make copy. You know, it's really, you know and, and like you would have your headshot, uh, which is an eight by ten headshot, and then for whatever reason, uh, you know they're eight by ten, and and the resume is printed on on you know eight and a half by eleven, and so you would you would print out your resume, and then you would staple the you know the resume to the back of the headshot, but you would have to cut off the edges to make it fit you know an eight by ten, and like literally you would you would do that. You know, a couple times, uh, you know, a month, you, you go to Kinko's and do that, you know, and you would send out these headshots, these physical head, you know, <laughs> you know, by mail. In an oversized envelope so it doesn't get folded. My goodness, it adds up. Right, right, exactly. You know, and they're just like, what, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but it's all online now, basically. You know, you just uh, even submissions and, and auditions, quite frankly. Uh, yeah, with, with the pandemic, um, pretty much, yeah, virtually all uh -huh. auditions are on zoom now which is kind of crazy and uh I, I i guess you know eventually they'll probably get back to you know in person but you know for now i think frankly they're um for, a lot yeah, of these studios are saving yeah. so much money because they don't have to you know rent studio space or whatever and and they're just yeah, yeah. they don't want to probably commute either <laughs> and so yeah. yeah it's 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 a weird time definitely but uh but yeah it's it's all online these days uh, but yeah, but real talk as far as like, yeah, if you're definitely interested in getting an acting other than the acting classes or just doing stuff, just, um, there's so many venues to, uh, to right. be seen and to make it like TikTok, like literally TikTok, yeah, just start yeah. making TikToks, I guess, <laughs> you know, because apparently that's, you know, that is a viable, uh, yeah. career well, path. I mean, YouTube now, is, you know? is ginormous so, now. I mean, but you've, you've done things where you posted them on YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Like mm -hmm. you used to make short films. Uh, I, I, I've made a, a, a a few shorts yeah but but even that was um more in the um the, the actual kind of older vein of like oh i gotta assemble a crew and, and actually shoot this as a film <laughs> you know as opposed to like now you can literally just set up your phone and bing you know oh make a you know yeah, uh, yeah. like you're, you're dancing or, or something <laughs> or some weird you know and like yeah Sh short in your days was like 
three to ten minutes. Shorts now are thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a TikTok video? <laughs> I do not. That's the one thing I've uh I was gonna plug yeah, it. Twitter and Instagram. Well, plus, you know, it just I, I just oh I'm getting too old for that. Like, oh it's like yeah. another thing I gotta oh I can't you know, and I'm, I've already, you know, I'm already, you know, kind of a Luddite. Like, I just, I really yeah. am not good with, with these. Don't you feel like every day we're like Danny Glover? <laughs> like, we're just too old for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, or like literally turning into my yeah. mom. Like, I'm just like, what did I turn into my mom? You know, like, I, you know, just like, but yeah, I just like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. You got any, uh, you got any cool celebrity stories for you? You must have one. You must have one. <laughs> uh, I, I, what well, uh, Randall Park? Uh, I, we're friends. Okay. I mean, I don't okay. know that's much of a story, but like, yeah, he's a, <laughs> and he's a, he's a great guy. He is as, uh, he is as nice as he is funny and talented, which actually makes him kind of hateable. Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> he's like, off. God damn, like this, it's not fair. <laughs> you know, it's like, how is that? That's not fair. You know, but like, yeah, no, he is a, he is a real sweetheart. Um, and, uh, and I guess. I guess if we could, yeah, kind of talk about, uh, we're going to segue eventually into uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, um, yeah. But when they were uh, starting that, um, I guess I could tell you this. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so you, you know, Randall, uh, you know, great guy, great actor. Um, but uh, accents are probably not right. his his best no, thing. No, he would say that. And, um, and I think when they were shooting that pilot, I actually spoke with him and uh, recommended a few... Uh, sent some uh like accent people his way um and but if you'll notice like you watch that pilot and then like as the the show went on he eventually just dropped it completely (laughs) like he wasn't even you know because like you know it just wasn't this thing and and you know frankly you didn't really need it you know uh more distracting than anything yeah yeah um so and i think it ended up being fine you know uh because yeah he's so funny anyway and it's not like it was yeah you know uh but uh yeah (laughs) but initially yeah he he was like i think they were i'm sure the producers too were just trying to figure it out like you know what what do we want to do here and uh yeah but yeah i think you can see in that pilot it's uh it's like "Eh." (laughs) and then eventually you know it might even been like a couple episodes later but i feel like Definitely by the end of that first season, it was. Uh, Isn't that ironic? Like you, you grew up and you're, you know, probably pretty proud. You're like, yeah, I don't have Chinese accent. I was born in America, right? And then all these roles are like, so can you do a Chinese accent? <laughs> like, what? Well, you know, I, I'm more. Uh, I'm about that with with the language, quite frankly. Uh, There's so many parts that I, you know, certainly missed out on or or wasn't even able to because I, you know, just flatly refused. Well, because my folks they sent me to Chinese school for my kindergarten to fifth right and so like every saturday morning but i was just so resentful of it like that's like I, I i like i willed myself not to learn and uh yeah but and, but then the other thing too because like it, it was Cantonese, yeah you know right. and and most of the times they ask for mandarin now which is completely foreign right to me so you know it wouldn't have really helped anyway so it was like <laughs> Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> your mom was saying you'll rue the day you don't go to chinese school she wasn't wrong you know she you know yeah, that that's that's part of I think getting older is you, you just the the more things you realize your mother was right about. Like, oh, <laughs> she was never wrong. Very. Yeah, not another one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mel, you got any celebrity stories? You bumping any celebrities around here? Nobody. Oh well, I mean, Tom Brady. You know, used to live in the neighborhood. Grew up in oh, the neighborhood, true. but I've yeah. never seen him. Although there, there oh, have wow. there have been um, what is it? Gretchen? Right? What's what's the wife's name? Giselle? Giselle. 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 Yeah. Giselle sightings around the neighborhood. Oh, what, oh, so he actually lives in San Mateo now? He grew up. Um, His parents. Oh, okay. Over. Got, yeah. it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody has a little, you know, oh, Tommy. Young Tommy sure, sure, Green sure, story. Sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sarah High School. Yeah, no, it's uh, Tom Brady and, and like Barry Bonds. Barry too, Bonds. Like, uh, Lynn Swan. Yeah. No, it's a <laughs> breeding ground for athletic talent. All right. Well, we'll we'll get more stories for you. No, just keep keep thinking. <laughs> keep thinking. Of <laughs> I want some dirt. I want some. Uh, I want some sleaze. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Uh, so we're talking about sitcoms. So um, yeah. So everyone knows a sitcom, right? Back in the 
back in the 50s was kind of the golden age, right? You had the I Love Lucy and then Dick, Dick Van Dyke in the 60s and, of course, MASH and Cheers and Seinfeld in the 80s and 90s. So sitcom, sitcoms is this formula that they started, the 30-minute format. What is it, like 23 actual minutes? How many Maybe minutes less is it? now. Maybe less. Yeah. yeah, so just a real short little hit of something where there's a situation that makes people laugh. I think you guys remember this. We're old enough to remember the days when people would would set their schedule aside, right, to to watch a show so they can talk about it the next day. You know, you're Seinfeld or your friends, and people would would get together the next day to talk about that water cooler conversation. I, I don't think those days are, are around anymore. Well, maybe Game of Thrones was kind of like that, where you'd want to talk about it the next day. But uh, I don't know if sitcoms are at that level anymore where, where the whole nation is watching it at the same time. But it is a super popular format. But uh, for this show, we're going to talk about um, Asian American sitcoms or Asian Canadian sitcoms, I guess, as it were. Um, and they've kind of had a, a, a little bit of a renaissance maybe in, in the last 10 years or so. So we'll talk about them. Uh, how about you guys? Growing up, did you watch a lot of sitcoms, or what, what was your sitcom of choice growing up? I, I watched The Golden Girls. Mm. Was that your mm. show? I never got into that one. I was more of a MASH kind of guy, or Cheers. MASH and Cheers were my two, I think. How about you, Phil? What did you watch? Um, Three's Company was definitely, oh. you know, even though, yeah. like, even... If I wasn't like fully aware of all the the, the kind of uh, double entendres and everything. yeah, but yeah, you know there was some, like John Ritter is just you know his physical comedy of it's such a comic genius. <laughs> looking back, it was just it was just also wildly inappropriate. <laughs> looking back, you're like, whoa! <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, oh, they're pretending oh. to be gay. Oh for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's de- definitely like like a lot of Mel Brooks movies or something. The the classic like oh they could never make that today kind of thing, <laughs> you know, but. Do you remember ever seeing an Asian on TV growing up? Uh, well, I was a big Star Trek fan because uh, that was always on like about four, maybe four or five, like in the afternoon. Um, and, you know, it'd be like when I was doing homework or right before dinner. And so, yeah, you know, George Takei as Sulu was, you know, that was like, oh, you know, huge. Uh, but no, you're right. I mean, I, I, certainly I think there was always that kind yeah. of like... <laughs> Like when you saw one, it was like, "Hey, anybody grabbed your sister?" So, like, hey, look, an Asian guy. Like, How about that? Yeah. Remember uh, Pat Morita as Arnold on Happy Days? He wasn't mm. like all mm-hmm. that long. He was in maybe a couple episodes, but yeah. So he was on. And then Hawaii Five O had some, uh, but that was before our days, right? That was a little earlier. Yeah. Um. But yeah, in the seventies and eighties, uh, there was Pat Morita on Happy Days, but he also had a show called Mister T and Tina. In 1976, it was like maybe eight episodes or something like that. Mm. And then um, MASH, MASH had, you know, it was set in the Korean War, so they had to have a couple Asians in there. Right. But they actually had Rosalind Chow. Remember, at the, like the last season, they brought in Rosalind Chow, and she was Klinger's wife from Korea. Uh-huh. So, it, yeah, it was kind of sparse. Do you remember in the 90s, do you remember... Um, when Ross on Friends gets an Asian girlfriend, sure, yeah. <laughs> her name was Julie. It's played by Lauren Tom. Mm-hmm. She had like two lines. It was this kind of. It was this weird phase where I think he they were on a break. I guess Rachel and Ross are on a break. I, I clearly remember that going like, oh, interesting. Okay, Asian girlfriend. Yeah, I think she's talked about that, like in like in interviews later, how it was like kind of a, an unpleasant experience for her because the the. Uh, the friends were had grown, you know, uh, Huge. As, yeah. yes, well, and so so clickish, like because they were uh, so you know, um, bonded, yeah. and so like, oh, who is this outsider kind of coming in, yeah, and uh, yeah, I think she felt uh, that it was like the actual shooting experience was not maybe not too pleasant, huh. and then and then you know, when it aired, like, I remember there was definitely like, it was, I don't think it was anything necessarily racial, but just this. You know, because everyone wanted, you know, uh, Ross and Rachel to get back together. And so, like, you know, yeah. there was a, a <laughs> the audience, the, the audience in general, I think, was definitely uh, not, you know, a fan of this particular. Yeah, it was, it was like palpable because like, they had the live studio audience. Right. So they, she could probably feel the hate. Kind right, of right, right. This is kind of like yeah, <laughs> hate radiating <laughs> her way. 
And then uh, for a minute, Lucy Liu on Ally McBeal. Remember that mm. character? Yeah, that was an interesting character. Another another not super popular character. Like she was kind of the foil, right? Wasn't she? She was like a dragon lady. Like she was. Yeah. Yeah. She was a hard ass. Mm. But she did speak Mandarin on that on that show. Yeah, I hardly I hardly remember her on that show, but I, I only watched a few episodes of that. But that was a wildly popular show for a minute. I was, yeah. That that uh the dancing baby, right? Yes, like that was a whole yes. thing, right? You know, yeah, that was yeah, yeah the dancing Man, that baby. was a lifetime ago. <laughs> it does seem like a, it was. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> ah, the days, the nineties. Uh, and then in the 2000s, we have um, a bunch of South Asian stars, you know, Mindy Kaling. Mm. We have Raj on, on The Big Bang Theory, and then uh, Aziz Aznari, Ansari on uh, Park and Rec. And then Harry Shum Jr. Is, it, is he local? Is he Bay Area? I thought he was at some Bay Area connection. I don't know. But uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's turned Glee into a little career. He's going to do some more stuff. We were talking about him in uh, Netflix's Love Hard. Yeah. Oh yeah, I watched that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, and then you that was know, fun. hopefully, Crazy Rich Asians. And then 2010s was kind of a, a dry time. But Doctor Ken, did you have you ever watched Doctor Ken? I've never. watched I watched Dr. a few Ken. episodes. Was it really bad? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I too. I, I saw the pilot. I, uh, I I did not enjoy it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, doesn't he have enough money? He doesn't need to be doing this. Uh, but you, you know, but I, I, you know what I do remember thinking at the time because it was. Uh, you had Fresh Off the Boat and Dr. Ken kind of, and like you had like two uh, primetime, you know, Asian led sitcoms. It's like, wow. And, and, you know, uh, white folks have all sorts of, you know, shitty sitcoms and like <laughs> true equality would be like, oh, well, well, we can have, you know, shitty <laughs> sitcoms too. You know, like I they agree. don't have to be, they don't all have to be like, you know, groundbreaking, fantastically good. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's just, it's shitty. <laughs> but like, it's, it's fine. There. It's on the air. You know? Here's another yeah. side. So I, that's, that's what I felt about that. Uh, you know, that's, most, that's fairly insulting, but uh, yeah. yeah it, uh, but man, he, he's parlayed that. He's not just that, but you know, his whole. Oh, he, like he owns Fox now, basically, basically, you know, with the, the, the mass singer mass thing, singer. the, uh, does football. the, the mass, whatever, like, you know, he's just like, there's literally like three, like kind of like masked, like some <laughs> company, you know, just which, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. 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 All right, so then let's talk about some shows that were predominantly Asian cast. So we've talked about some shows that were kind of had a token Asian. I mean, literally a token Asian on them. <laughs> but uh, I think we got to start with uh, San Francisco's own. She went to Lowell for a year, I think, didn't she? And then she went to yeah. McAteer School of the Arts or something. Margaret Cho, comedian, and how would you describe her? She mostly a comedian, right? Back in that, back in those days, she was. Comedian. Yeah, yeah. I remember seeing her. Uh, I think this was like maybe before she blew up, but uh, was it Josie's Juice Joint or something? It used to be like a little place down in Castro, <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, where you, they had uh, stand up. And I remember seeing her. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was always funny. Very, yeah, uh, yeah. So she had enough clout to get this show on the air. She was the writer, right? She wrote it too. I'm not sure. She was probably one of the, the yeah. writers. I'm sure it was based loosely on her. Uh... So 1994. Did she overlap your sisters? She might have overlapped your sisters, Vian. Hello, maybe. Maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not sure. But of course, yeah, she's probably only there for the one year or something. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah. And your sisters are too busy uh, conquering calculus and right, AP right, physics. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, All American Girl was I think what most people consider the first Asian American sitcom. Uh, Nineteen ninety four, basically Korean family, right? Was that? Did it have any other premise other than that? It was just. I think that was it. Like, yeah, literally, <laughs> it was just. Oh, this is Margaret Cho and her family, <laughs> which I think I don't remember how many seasons it ran, but they they, they kind of retooled it like after. Yeah. Uh, like it was like her and like. Oh, she moved out of the house and she was living with like just, you know, some dudes and, you know, like a roommate situation kind of, if I recall, that's, yeah. that's what they, uh, because yeah, that uh, earlier incarnation was not. Um... Yeah. I, I remember getting kind of <laughs> excited about it. Like, oh, wow. Asian American. Yeah. Oh, See? definitely. definitely. And then you watch an episode <laughs> and you're just kind of, oh, it's just not that funny. It was, <laughs> <laughs> which is too bad. It's just too bad. Uh, well, I think it wasn't really 
written for for like an Asian audience. You know, it was more like the kind of the bigger white audience, what they yeah. would expect like an Asian family to be. America wasn't ready for it. But uh, yeah, so uh, I just saw an interview with Jeff Yang, um, and he's he's been doing television criticism forever, and he he wrote a fairly negative review of it, hmm. and and he got ripped for it. <laughs> you know, like everyone was like, "Hey, man, this is you know this is our people. You can't you know how you how hmm. dare you?" And he was kind of like, "It's it's just not that good," <laughs> you know. <laughs> What's the matter with Margaret? I suspect boy trouble. She's over there eating a dove bar dripping all over the self-help section. <laughs> Margaret, I tell you this because I care. Go out with garbage, expect to be dumped. <laughs> I don't go out with garbage. Oh, no? What about that guy? Shotgun? <laughs> There's a big difference between white trash and garbage. <laughs> okay, maybe I haven't made the best choices lately. You know, I could fix you up with a nice Korean boy. But that would make me happy and spoil your perfect lifetime record. <laughs> you want to fix me up? Fine. Really? Sure, why not? Don't toy with me, Margaret. <laughs> I'm serious. You couldn't do any worse than I have. So go ahead, call your matchmakers, alert the ladies in the church group, use whatever quaint old world methods you see fit. Stand aside while I boot up. Hey, Daniel Kwan. I went to high school with him. He was valedictorian. Uh-huh, well, he's in Lompoc Correctional Facility now. <laughs> Insider trading. White-collar crime. Still honorable. <laughs> Wait, here he is. I have found the perfect one for you. Raymond Han. He's smart, well-groomed, obedient. How often would I have to walk him? <laughs> I tell you, Margaret, he's exactly what you need. A solid, reliable, secure young man. Look, he's a doctor. And from a good traditional family. Wow, and check out that frequent flyer mileage. So, yeah, it was short-lived. I think it was, I think it was one and done, right, was it? Maybe two seasons. It's something like that, yeah. But I, I do remember, yeah. I don't know if it was mid-season or or like they had a second season. But I do rem- distinctly remember them like, oh, we gotta retool this. And so basically, like the family, you know, aspect was like the, all those characters. Or it was maybe just they just kept Amy Hill because uh, like, as the grandmother, which is all you know, uh-huh. she's always yeah. you know funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah. But hasn't Amy Hill been playing the grandma for like the last 40 years? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. You realize back in the 94, she was like 45 yeah. years old or something. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was groundbreaking in a way, but it didn't it didn't revolutionize anything because uh, nothing really changed for a couple decades in terms of Asians on TV. Mm-hmm. They're very, very sparse. So then I think we get to, uh, what is it, 20? Which came first, Kim's Convenience or Fresh Off the Boat? Maybe. Oh, it's got to be Fresh Off the Boat, I would think. You think? Probably about the same, though, 2015, maybe 2016, somewhere around there. Was it? They both had about five seasons, right? Hmm. Five or six seasons. But, uh, yeah, so a similar theme, right? I think think these three shows kind of have a similar premise a little what you would call the fish out of water you know it's uh asian family of immigrants comes to america or canada as it were uh so fresh out of the boat um was i think that was 2015 constance Wu, randall park of course based off of eddie wong's book um same title right fresh off the boat was his book's title mm-hmm. about growing up as a taiwanese immigrant in Florida, so definitely not the predominant culture. Um, had pretty good ratings. Pretty good ratings. Uh, definitely, you know, what would you say? Six seasons? That's a good run, right? That's Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you make it 100 episodes. You're, you're doing something. Um, and so I think in America, you can't really survive off of, especially network, right? You can't survive off of Asian audience alone. So I think the numbers were pretty good with all audience. They, they liked it. Um, what do you, you guys have memories of Fresh Off the Boat? I, 
Yeah, we watched it from the get-go. I thought it was pretty good because there were a lot of kind of like winky-winky, like, oh, yeah, I, I see yeah. my mom in that. Or, you know, yeah, <laughs> growing up was like that. Yeah, so this is uh, Melvin Marr. Did, do you know any of the writers for you? Do you know any of the folks that do their films? Um, I don't think so. But, uh, but yeah, certainly aware. Of, yeah, Melvin Marr, he's a big producer now, certainly, you know, with yeah. the, following the success of uh, – fresh off the boat for sure but yeah great cast i mean um that's the first time i'd ever seen constance Wu. have you ever seen her i don't think she did a whole lot before that. yeah no she was i, I thought she was terrific yeah she was um, the star of that show <laughs> you know Rand- randall park was great but you know the the jessica character is a pretty iconic character the tiger mom you know it's a little mm-hmm. bit of a trope in a way but she was the first one to really bring it onto the main main screen here the, the tiger mom and the there was yeah, there was a lot of winky winky stuff. A little the cheapness here, or the mm. trying to flex on your relatives was mm. was kind of a mm. funny theme, or you know rival rival immigrants, and then just fitting in with dominant culture of the time. Mom won't even talk to me. Oh, that's too bad. Thanks for letting me and Steve stay in your bedroom. It's cute, like a little mouse shoe. You are loving this, aren't you? Not at all. But if you want, I can put in a good word for you with mom during our evening chat. We put on our slippers and talk about the family. We call it slipper talk. Okay, fine. You may be mom's new favorite, but I'm going to win her back by using what's most important to her. Wheel of fortune? A good bargain. You may be living your fancy lifestyle with your tatas and your miatas, but what mom cares about most is stretching a dollar. Oh, little sister. Just because Steve and I are cushy doesn't mean I can't sniff out a good deal. Designer luggage, 75% off. When I told mom, she almost smiled. Well, wait till I show her these silk throw pillows. 90% off from a condemned hospital. Why don't we go shopping, see who can find a better deal? Well, let's take this to the hall, Tammy's Fashion Hall, where they have an unprecedented selection of only left shoes. What a coincidence. That's my preferred discount shoe. Tammy! Coming, Amma! So I had a real good run. I, I, I think this is one that... If you could say was a, this is a little bit more important than All American Girl, would you say maybe? Well, I mean, it was certainly more successful. I mean, I think for that reason alone, it makes it um, and and for whatever reasons that might be, whether it was a matter of like the timing was right or like America was ready for it, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. Uh, as opposed to the actual writing. But 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 maybe maybe there was because I, I would be curious to know on the writing staffs of both those shows. Cause I would bet you all American girl. It was probably just Margaret show and a bunch of white guys. Yeah. I, I would think, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I'm, I could be guessing, uh, but I, I would assume that would be the case. And then uh-huh. certainly uh, for um, fresh off the boat, I would think there, the representation would have been a, a, a little more accurate. Yeah. I think yeah. there was though, like a creative struggle because Eddie Wong dropped off the project. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So I think he wanted a more raw, like, you know, maybe, I don't know. I don't know what he would. Right, right. Yeah, I, I haven't read the book, but I, you know, I, I, I from my understanding of it was that, you know, it, it is a much kind of dark yes, yes. story. Like, you know, like his dad would actually beat him and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> accuracy is fine, but like, you're not going to get that on an ABC stick. Like, that's yeah. Disney. Like, yeah. you know, that's, that's just never going to happen. Yeah. You know? And you know, race racism just you know people don't laugh that much at racism. <laughs> it's not that funny <laughs> being called names, you know. And right, so yeah, yeah they they cleaned it up a little, but uh, they they tried to hint at it, it isn't always rainbows and unicorns when you're an immigrant. But yeah, so yeah, I like the show, good show. Um, and that's, Kim's gonna be is we're talking about writers. You know, this is a, a it was been in the news for a year or so about the the. I don't know what you want to call it. The demise isn't the right word, but Kim's Convenience started and had, uh, I think Ennis Choi was the name of the co-creator of it. Uh, and so she kind of had a lot more voice in the writer's room. And and then, uh, so Kim's Convenience takes place in Toronto, a uh, Korean family, Korean-Canadian family whose parents came from Canada and the run, I'm saying came from Korea and run a little shop. Uh, and they have two adult kids 
and everyone knows now that it was Simu Liu who was the son in that show. Um, I I never got into it. it it's kind of had a little. Well, I think you know it's Netflix effect, right? But they they were on like Korean. I keep saying Korean and Canadian. Keep mixing those up. They had a um, so it was a Canadian show, network show, right? And then um, then Netflix bought it, and then it kind of blew up a little bit, but it had a little cult following. So I just started watching just to do research for this show. I <laughs> I just watched a couple episodes, maybe maybe half dozen episodes. Uh, Mel, you watch you watch the show, right? Yeah. No? Well, up until like I think I watched part of the last season. And then, which is season five, yeah. That's... And then it, it kind of fell apart there, so I haven't finished. That season, <laughs> yeah, to say the least. It's cute, right? Like, why, why did you watch it? Why did you like? I about thought it? it was funny, and then when it first started, I didn't. Really, I mean, I don't really know a whole lot about Korean culture, so when it first started, I couldn't figure out if like Appa and Amma was like mom or dad or gra- grandma or grandpa. Cause, like <laughs> the age was like. Oh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but you know, there were like kind of surprising, funny bits. But then I told my friend who's Korean American, and she hated it. Yeah. She's like, "What even is that accent?" Yeah. I'm like, "It's Korean." That's no. funny. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Hi, just this, please. <clears throat> you want uh, something drink? Uh, you look like you can use it. Insam Energy Beverage. Sorry, what? It's a Insam Energy Beverage, new one, very good. From Korea, keep to energy, made from ginseng. No, insam. No, like what it's made from looks like ginseng. No, what it's made from look like insam. Forget it, it's no big deal. It's very big deal. Look the same, not the same thing. 1910. You know what happened in the 1910? Japan attacked Korea. You Japanese, bud? No. You look Japanese. No. Yeah, you look like that guy in The Last Samurai. Tom Cruise? No, the Japanese guy. Yeah. You look like you are Dutch. I am Dutch. How'd you know that? I can tell. That's cool. I know. I am. So, Jinseng is a Japanese name. Insam is a Korean name. Look the same. Not same thing. Yeah, you understand? Yeah, I gotcha. Well, hook me up. Okay, I hook up. Oh? Yeah, I don't know. Just the beans. Okay, see you. He does it. He does. He does it. Kind of. He does a little bit of a yan can cook, a little thicker than you need to do it. <laughs> and then, of you course- know, I mean, that's the thing though about that. I and I feel, I guess it's for any uh, eth- ethnic uh, kind of um, program or, or 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 film that there's this. Uh, this like other level of 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 like accuracy or you know uh genuineness that uh that it's like it's an unfair burden that only these shows have that like you'd said like your friend would say oh that's not like oh, what, what is it? i was like well but maybe it is for you know because like you know we're not all the same <laughs> yeah. you know and so you, you know or people like you when they were saying like uh, one of the big uh with crazy rich Asians like well that's not every Asian well well, of course not, you know <laughs> but like you wouldn't watch the Avengers and say like well that's not every white person like well of course not because yeah. they're not all superheroes yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's not what this is about you know but it, like only these Asian kind of projects have that burden of like well they have to you know be everything to everybody and it just that's there's so really few unfair, of them you know? well that's yeah, yeah, yeah that is the thing yeah. is that it is that scarcity yeah. And so, well, yeah. I mean, Lin Manuel Miranda got got a lot of heat for not having, you know, Afro Korean. Yeah. Sure, right, 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 right. Yeah, but you know, and I get it. You know, I mean, like certainly the issue of representation is huge, and, uh, but it, it is that scarcity uh, thing that you, you, you know. You, so you haven't mentioned this, but, but what do you think of Manny Jacinto on The Good Place? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, lo- I thought, he was yeah. Great. Especially because you don't often see dumb, right? Asian, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's like that's that's great, you know. Yeah. Because uh, like, yeah, we're we're all kinds of people, you know, and like you want to see that kind of uh, 
representation. But like, but yeah, I'm sure I think he probably did get a lot of shit for like, you know, oh yeah, he's a dumb Asian. It's like, well, so you know, they they, they can't Asians can't be dumb. (laughs) But I like how they set it up, right? He was like this Taiwanese monk. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was like that's not even the right name for Taiwanese person, you know? And then they just (laughs) yeah, yeah, they flipped it. Yeah, Yeah, no, very well. Very well done. Yeah. (laughs) Um so so yeah, I mean this this show is fun. I mean I think it's it's a fun watch. I don't I don't love it, you know. Like I, I started it and I didn't I didn't go back. <laughs> I might go back. <laughs> I mean I watched about six episodes and then I heard it gets better in season two and three. So maybe I need to do some more of that. It had some touchy moments, you know. It's it's a it's kind of a dramedy. There's some there's some drama yes, in yes. there, a little bit of you know growth. The the dad character is growing a little bit. Same with Fresh Out the Boat too. I mean, Constance Wu's character Jessica grows a little as a as a as an immigrant. So that's that's kind of a theme as they went on. But I think, do you think they just ran out of material, or they just you know like what do you think? Did people get tired? Of, well, I mean, the the kids got really old, so that's kind of weird to have. Like, yeah, yeah, that happened. But then, what do you think? Did they just run out of gas. I mean. Like, why Why do you think shows end after five, six seasons? I mean, I think there could be any number of reasons, but uh, certainly with uh, Fresh Off the Boat, I I, I do remember, uh, you know, it, it was uh, Constance Wu really not wanting yeah. to continue, but I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if part. that was, I don't know if that was the reason why they didn't, but I think she certainly was pleased to uh, be able to be free to do you know, movies like and, and uh, <laughs> things like that. But yeah, as far as the, that's yeah, hard to say. But yeah, you know. I, I, I guess in my, in my mind, I feel like, yeah, so we talked about this, we talked about that, you know, and they kind of ran out of immigrant experiences. Like how mm. I felt mm. like, you know, and then, and you know, heaven forbid, they just have a show about Asians just living, you know, <laughs> it can't, just be, <laughs> can't just be a show about people, but it has to have a little bit of a, a hook, I guess, and the, both those shows kind of premise themselves on, okay, we're the fish out of water thing, but then after a while, I, maybe they just ran out of immigrant stuff to talk about. Maybe. Um, so let's we'll talk about Netflix for a second here. I mean, I think, I think you know, like I alluded to, I think Kim's Convenience kind of had a second second life because of Netflix, and then uh, we'll talk about another Netflix show later uh, with Never Have I Ever. But um, yeah, you know, Netflix is that is that kind of the key key player here in representation field? Do you think they're like would always be my maybe came out and Love Hard came out? Netflix and and I think streaming in general. I think you've uh, and you know with I think the, the timing of of the pandemic and everything. It really just there's just this explosion of streaming content mm. that um that i guess probably netflix was at the forefront of uh because it was already established but like you know you got all these uh um platforms now hulu and, and amazon and and there's just uh so much material you know just so much content now um and uh yeah and i i think i i heard someone say that streaming is kind of what like in the 70s that kind of like independent cinema was you know like where you had these uh young filmmakers uh you know before they they were they were willing to take risks and uh and i think um streaming is is kind of that area now where uh i think a lot of these studios um might be willing to yeah uh, to take a risk on on something that like oh asian american family oh okay why not you know as opposed to like a, a big a big network might see that as a, a riskier too uh, risky you know move oh, we'll see i mean I, I think we'll talk about the future of asians on television coming up but um yeah i i've been pleasantly surprised with the content that's been coming out with asians in it just because yeah i think I think it doesn't take as much to get on the air as it used to, you know, to get it, to get a show on a network television, you need to, you know, that's what, that's why Margaret Cho's thing was so amazing. I guess maybe just get to get that far as she did, even if it wasn't the best show, it it took some effort and yeah, but now we're starting to see smaller productions or, you know, even we talked about YouTube. I mean, uh, you know, guys like Wong Fu Productions are able to make short films and, and get, 
millions and millions of eyeballs on it and make money off of it. And it's it's changing the landscape, I think, a little. The Asian Bachelor was one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> those guys, you know, Fung, Bro- uh, Fung Brothers and those those guys are producing some content that, you know, would never have gotten made in the 80s or 90s, right? But now the the, the platform, and they have a little bit of a budget, but they can make these, these not necessarily feature-like films, but they can make make shorts for, mm-hmm. you know, a lot less money than it would have taken to, to make a film, right? Yeah, I think like YouTube's like was a huge game changer because then people can put their their product out and then just be open to anybody, right? You don't have the gatekeepers from the studio saying, I don't think it's going to work. I don't think middle America is going to respond to this. I mean, they put it out there and then the proof is in the pudding. You really, you almost have nothing to lose. Yeah. And very little, you know, you're just going to throw it out there and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. All right. Well, you know what? I think we're going to let's wrap up the first part of this episode. I don't know if you guys know this, but we break it into two different episodes. So we'll we'll split up this episode now. We'll we'll dig deeper in part two. We'll talk a little bit more about some uh, newer shows even. Uh, But in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments about our show, can you write in, please? Please. Write us a letter. That's too desperate. (laughs) (laughs) You can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us on Instagram at the infatuation podcast Fia, what are your handles what are your uh, social handles um you could find me on twitter and instagram at Theo chin f-e-o-c-h-i-n give him a follow everyone uh more episodes coming soon uh we are going to take a uh two-week break at the end of december so uh give you time to hang out with your family and get some rest <laughs> we're going to do the same But until we talk to you again, on behalf of Mel, Theodore, and I, we hope you're all happy, healthy, and safe out there. Talk to you again, and bye. Uh, Waving doesn't work on radio, guys. Oh. (laughs) See you next time, or talk to you soon. Talk to you soon. (laughs) Bye. 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 Fresh off the boat, you can tell the way.